Welcome to this week's episode of the NACF Podcast, featuring senior pastor Dr. Nyada M. Parson. This is war. This is war for souls. Through evangelism. There's warfare. This is war. And so at every point, this is war. And if we are going to do evangelism, we are going to have to take it. If we're going to get people saved, we're going to have to take it. This is war. At Sunrise Christian Fellowship, we started online, so Bible study is online. Um, So if you know anyone in the Sunrise Mountain area, in Sunrise Manor, anything past uh, Nellis that way, um, Cary, Lake Mead, Bonanza, uh, 89115, uh, anything east, amen. What's your zip? 89142, uh, anything in that way, tell them, get online, look for Sunrise Christian Fellowship, Sunrise Christian Fellowship, and get them connected. Um, I was on the, um, on the cruise last week. Um, it was the 10th anniversary of my niece and nephew, and so uh, I went to do their vows, and I was on that ship all that time, and I told God, you know, we're still in just one. I need to meet some people. I don't want to have all these people on the ship. I've been on the ship with them all week and don't touch anybody for the Lord. So the first couple of days, it it was not. So I prayed that prayer. And you know, you had that one day where you're on the the ship all day long. And as soon as I prayed it, Tiffany, we met five people from Las Vegas. Looking, needing, needing a church home, had some church things that happened. I got their names. Uh, they had already met Christ, um, but, you know, they're going to meet him again. Uh, they can meet him again. Uh, and so if you ask him, he'll do that. I hadn't talked to anybody all week, but as soon as I asked God, I need some divine appointments today, they just came one after the other. We hadn't seen those people all week on the boat, but after we connected with them, we saw them every, every 20 minutes, look like. Uh, on the, on, they were on the same side of the boat that we were. God will do this for us. Uh, and one of those families, three of them live in the Sunrise area. And so let's continue to pray to pass that on. Matter of fact, I will do this right now. We are looking to expand not only Sunrise Church, but all of our churches to expand our touch uh, on the internet, on social media. So what I need you to do, those of you that are at home right now, uh, those of you, I don't know if we did it right here, if it would shut down the, <laughs> the uh, internet. But what we need you to do, especially those of you that are at home or listening on your phones, is share the service on your page. Some of you can do it now, maybe while we're preaching. Share our service on your page. If you're at home, wherever you are right now, every, we're going to do this every couple of months to have everybody to reshare the services on your page, at least for Facebook. And then how, if those of you that know how to do it, we are looking to have to get up to 6,000 likes on Facebook. Am I saying it right? We want 6,000 likes on Facebook. We're trying to get up to 600 YouTube subscribers. So tell people about it. We have a YouTube channel. We want to get that up to 600. This is our goal for this year. We want to get up to 2,000 on Instagram. 
So if you know, I don't know if you, how you share, do that. Y'all know how to do it. We want to tell people 2,000 on Instagram. Our goal is 600 on Twitter. And our goal is to have 75 in our, on our podcast. Those are our goals for the year. So you can help us out by spreading the gospel with your, those of you that are into uh, social media. And you may not be into it, but you have it. Uh, do what you can do to get us some more friends and likes. And I'm saying all these words. We need friends, likes, subscribers, followers. All them people. So help us out. We're going to do that three or four times this year. By the end of the year, those are our goals for our outreach social media. We're going to go where they are. We have to go where they are. Amen? Amen. So let's take it up a little notch. Let's take it up a little higher. We're going to Matthew chapter 11, verse 12 in the New King James Version. Then Luke 16 and 16 in the New International Version, Ephesians 6 and 12 in the New International Version, and 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 4, also in the New International Version, and it will be there for you on the screen. Let's read together Matthew, uh, Matthew 11 and 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. Force. Uh, that says Luke. That that said Matthew sixteen, but it's actually Matthew eleven. That first one was Matthew eleven. Then Luke sixteen and sixteen. The law and the prophets were proclaimed until John. Since that time, the good news of the kingdom of God is being preached. And everyone is forcing their way into it. Ephesians 6 and 12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Then 2 Corinthians uh, 10 and 3. For though we live in the world... We do not wage war, the war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Everybody holler with me. This is war. Now, I don't even have any fighters. I got any fighters in the house. That'll make a de declaration. I got any soldiers in the house. This is war. This is war. We ain't playing with you, devil. This is war. And I'm not talking about Russia and the Ukraine. I'm not talking about the U.S. in Afghanistan. I'm not talking about a war on drugs, a war on poverty, a war on sex trafficking. When I say this is war, believe it or not, I'm talking about evangelism. Speaking of, our young, young people are supposed to be going to that class. Now, I see that we only have a handful. If you have middle school and high school people in your family or in your house, make them come to church. 
Just like you make them go to school, make them come to church. Because what they learn at church is more important than what they learn at school. What they learn at church is way more important than what they learn at school. And so I don't want to see that section empty anymore. Do not leave your kids at home. You're making a mistake if you don't make them come to church. Well, they made me come to church. It made me hate church. But where are you at today? Sitting in church. So, you know why? This is war. Because this is war. Um, so I, I just had to throw that in there because that, 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 it wasn't enough cheering going, going back over there. So when I say this is war, I'm talking about evangelism. We are leveling up evangelism. We're leveling up evangelism. New A! New A! New A! I feel like I'm leveling up. We are leveling up evangelism. And next, when we say I feel like I'm leveling up, I want to hear a cheer in the house. By the time we get to the end of this year, we want to be, be so leveled up for God. We, he deserves us to level up. Amen? So we're leveling up evangelism. And evangelism, we said, is sharing the gospel story so that people who are unsaved get saved. It is just that simple. We share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, until the people that are not saved actually get saved. That's evangelism. Well, what is it to be saved? Well, salvation is that all-inclusive word of the gospel. Salvation means that they are rescued. They are safe. They are freed. They are forgiven. They are healed. It means to be made whole. It needs to be born again into a new life. It means that you are in relationship with God through Jesus Christ. That's what it means to be saved. So we are leveling up our evangelism so people get saved. Why? Because our mission is to lead people to Christ's change and purpose. That's what we do. We lead people to Christ's change and purpose because our vision then is to expand the kingdom through campuses that serve the community. So now we're up to three campuses to serve the community so that they are attracted to Jesus so they meet him change their life and find their purpose but we if we are going to do this we are going to have to fight God has been dealing with us about spiritual warfare lately in our prayers he keeps saying that we are in a war that this is war that we are being fought right now every part of our vision and mission is in warfare everything we said we're going to do we're in warfare for it right now we told you all we're expanding and we're going to put a building out here so that we can put our Antioch community services and begin to serve the community so we can have more room for our children. And, and that's why we need you to bring them. We have more children than we have room for uh, if when you all bring them. Uh, so we have room for our children so they can spread out and all the expansion we're going to do. And so the person who owns the property says, no, we're, we, we don't want y'all to do that. All of a sudden. All of a sudden. Uh, Started everything, begin to clear out some stuff on Sunrise Mountain. Somebody bring me a better microphone. Is it going out? 
See, under warfare, everything's warfare. Everything's warfare. So we're on our way. We got our things going on up at Spring at, at uh, Sunrise Mountain. And the county decide, oh, there's some things we need to do up there. And we're going to get around to doing our stuff maybe around 2023. We might be finished around 2024. Uh, so you guys can't do anything until we get finished doing what we're doing. All of a sudden. Um, out at, at Sunrise, I guess it's okay now. Okay. Out at Aliante. Um, everybody else can have signage. Everybody else can do things in the, in the parking lot. We have to fight for everything we get out there. Um, every part of our vision is under warfare. And so God is telling us we are going to have to fight. It's not going to just happen. We're going to have to fight. So I came by to teach you all about warfare today. I put on my fatigues. This shirt says, take it. We made uh, uh, these shirts years ago. I think it was one of our girl fights. And we decided we're going to take it. Somebody say, this is war. So I'm going to do a little teaching today. And so I might just quit when we run out of time. Because teaching takes a little longer, so I don't have my manuscript, which means I might flow a little bit more. Um, but whatever we don't finish, I think I'm going to come on tonight and, and finish some of it. If you have questions about uh, spiritual warfare, put them in the comments uh, or write those questions out. And I may come on. I'll come on later tonight and answer those questions. So those of you that are listening, if people put questions on there, uh, write them down, give them to me. Uh, because we have to learn how to fight. And you, you, it, this is on you too. It's not just about the church. This is about your life. This is about your children. This is about your health and your finance and your mental health and what's going on in your family. This is about your community and it's about your church and it's about the kingdom. This is war. So let me demonstrate. Y'all remember, um, you remember a couple of weeks ago I talked about Sin River. So people are in Sin River. Uh, so give me somebody that's in Sin River. Just give me somebody to stand up in Sin River. Um, and then what was this over here? That was Hell's Falls. And if you don't get out of Sin River, you're going to end up in Hell's Falls. So uh, uh, don't go yet, hon. Well, I don't want you to go, so I want you to stay right there. And then we have people that are the evangelists that pull people out of Hell's Falls. Just stand here. You don't have to do it right now. Let's stand here. Then we have people. Give me somebody right here. The people that once we pull you out, we pull you into community group. We pull you into working in the church. We pull you uh, and teach Bible study, Sunday school, coming to church on Sunday because that teaches you how not to fall back into Sin River. And then we have somebody over here in the Kingdom Academy. So bring me somebody, give me somebody in the Kingdom Academy here. And what they do is they begin to train people on how to work uh, and as evangelists, how to stay in a church, how to be the person that helps people stay in a church, how to be a community group leader, uh, how to be a youth leader. And over here, give me two people over here. You have somebody that's working in children's ministry. You have somebody that's working in youth ministry because their job is to keep people from jumping in the sin river in the first place. 
And so this person has to train people to stand here, here, and here, and here, so that uh, we can keep pulling people out of here. What I didn't show you is the warfare part. I told you what the Holy Ghost was doing. I'm going to say that again. But in every one of these stations, you have an enemy. They're saying, you don't want to get out of the sin river's fun. You're not going over hell's fall. Matter of fact, hell don't even exist. You're having a good time in here. You need to stay in here. Them church people don't want you. And then you got an enemy that's blocking him, blocking the evangelist from getting there. You tired? Don't nobody want to do evangelism? You work all day. You just, you just need to just handle yourself. Yeah, you don't know what to say to them people. No way. You don't even know what to say. Besides, you show your life straight enough, you're trying to be telling people all about. And, and so you got an enemy blocking here. And then if he does get you out, get him out. If you do get him out, then you got somebody up here. Then you got an enemy up here saying, them people don't even like you. They was talking about you. She don't like the color of your green shirt. And, she said, and you really, the folk in the world was better. You had fun in the world. They loved you in the world. You didn't have to deal with this in the world. Let's get on back down to sin. You got an enemy. You got an enemy. Then you got an enemy that comes over here and says, you don't have to do none of that stuff in the church. The mother church people ain't doing all that. These women over there, they getting it down. They got boyfriends. They got men and stuff. And they having fun. And you sit up here fasting and praying. And prayer. And you, you ought to just come to church on Sunday. You know you can be saved by just coming to church on Sunday. You ain't got to do none of this. You got enemy over here. So, so now no, you, nobody's dealing with him. So the devil took him out and got him back in there because the devil got you blocked up and then over here said don't nobody want to take these classes matter of fact oh I hope don't nobody take this class this semester so I can have the next six weeks off I don't feel like teaching no way I'm tired So nobody's getting, and over here said, these young people don't want nothing. You know, y'all missing church. Y'all could be in their church, listening to the praise team, having a good time. Y'all back out here with these kids, these bad kids, and you burn out. You've been working with kids all week. You retired. You ain't got time to be fooling with these kids. And they bad, and then their parents coming up. Look at their parents coming up. Don't want nobody to touch their kids. So at every level, thank you all. So at every level of the ministry, there's warfare. Because the devil's job is to keep everybody in sin. Now put, put, up, that, put up that track from last week. The, the, the track that Erica talked about, Pastor Erica talked about the baton. Passing the baton. Again, at every area. So in passing the baton, we get them. We get our just one. There's a fight right here. That fight right here says, you don't want to be saved. You don't need to be saved. You don't need to do that. Uh, the, the, so the, you got to block it right here. And then we might get them to church. And then on the first pass, here's the devil on the first pass. The devil is in here knocking that baton out, making sure you don't run. Don't run. Matter of fact, you, you need to stay here. Your foot hurt. Your ain't hurt. You can't run. You don't, you don't want to have to do this. And so every time you try to pass the person off, they met Jesus and we're trying to get them in to change their life. But you got the enemy. They're pushing them off the track. 
back. The enemy is talking to them. The enemy is talking to us. You don't want to deal with people. You don't want to fool with them people. They're going to be calling you at night. You don't, you know, I just don't want, I, I don't really like people like that. I don't really deal with people like that. I stay to myself. That's the enemy. He just knocking that baton. So then you pass them on to change their life. And he's knocking that baton off. He's, he's, he's knocking. He, he, don't, don't get the pace. Don't get the pace. Don't connect with them. Don't get in community group. You don't really need that. You don't have time for that. That's his favorite one. You don't have time for that. His other favorite one. You too tired for that. His other favorite one. You don't really do people like that. And so he's knocking the baton at every place. You trying to run. You trying to get to your purpose. You're not good enough for that. You don't know the Bible enough for that. Your life is too raggedy for that. You don't need a purpose. You just need to calm down and raise these kids. You just need to. You just and you know you got this boy. Then there's distractions. Distractions all over. Every time you go. Every time you get where you get your pace good. Then there's a distraction. There's warfare. This is war. And so at every point, this is war. And if we are going to do evangelism, we are going to have to take it. If we're going to get people saved, we're going to have to take it. This is war. So Matthew 11 and 12. It says from the days of this is Jesus talking and Jesus says from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. This word violence, Pastor Kev, is the word uh, biazete, 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 biazete. And it means violence. It means to overtake. It means to conquer by fighting it, conquer by fighting for it. It means to take stuff by force. That's biazete. And Beazet, but so the kingdom of heaven suffers Beazetai. And then it says, and the violent Beaste. The Beaste, let me see, make sure. The Beaste. So it's Beazetai and Beaste. So the kingdom of heaven suffers Beazetai and the Beaste take it by force. The Beaste means the violent ones. I got any biastai in the house. Everybody say biastai. Everybody say biastai. The violent ones. The violent ones. Take it by force. What does this mean? People, people really kind of misunderstood what, what this scripture meant. And well, what this scripture really means, we have to look uh, at Luke 16, 16, and it gives us more insight. It said the law, and Jesus is talking here, and it's really the same scripture, and, but Luke, Luke remembers it like this. He says the law, uh, uh, rather he, the ones Luke was talking to, let me be accurate, remembered it like this. The law and the prophets were proclaimed until John, that's John the Baptist, but since that time, since John came on the scene, and and said, I was coming. Since that time, the good news of the kingdom of God is being preached and everyone is forcing their way into it. In other words, in Jesus' time, the people who wanted the kingdom were coming after it. It's like Jesus said, they're coming after it like violent people. They're breaking themselves into the kingdom of God. The biastai. Somebody say biastai. I want to know who the violent ones are today. 
It reminds me of that word beast. I, I kept thinking of beast. Anybody's a beast for God. These are people that were beasts for God. And when the Greek word is the biastai, the violent ones, the biastai. He said they're taking this thing by force. Well, who was he talking about? Y'all remember that Canaanite woman that came and I God, my daughter is vexed with a demon. I need you to deliver my daughter. Jesus said it's not meat to give the children's bread to the dogs. In other words, he was saying that, that you're a Gentile and right now this is for the Jews. I've only called to the Jews right now and I'm not supposed to give what, what was for the Jews. I'm not supposed to give it to anybody else yet. She said I'll be a dog all day long because uh, I tell you what a dog will get. The dog will get the crumbs that fall from the master's table. You ain't got to give me the bread Jesus but give me a crumb off your table what was she she was a beastie she was a beast she was coming for the kingdom of God y'all remember the woman who touched Jesus she was bleeding she wasn't even supposed to be out in public and she certainly wasn't supposed to be touching nobody in public but she said you know what I'm a beastie I'm a violent one I'm taking my healing by force I'm gonna press through this crowd if I can just touch the hem of his garment I'll be made whole. She was Biasta. Y'all remember blind Bartimaeus? Blind Bartimaeus was Biasta. He wanted to take the kingdom by force. He said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. They said, Bartimaeus, be quiet. Bartimaeus, call down. Bartimaeus says, I'm Biasta. I'm taking this thing by force. Jesus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Y'all remember them people? They said, you can't get to Jesus. It's all packed in. There's no way you can get in. They said, I'll tear the roof down. They were the beastie. They were coming. This is what Jesus meant when he said, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence. And the violent are taking this thing by force. Do I have anybody that's in the house that's beastie? God, again, is calling for the Piastai. He's calling those who will take this thing by force. He's calling for the violent ones who will say, this is war. Thank you, baby. So we're going to do just a little overview of spiritual warfare. We're going to do an overview of spiritual warfare. We're going to do the who, what, why. Where, when, and how. And I hope I get through all of this. I'm just going to give you a little bit of each one. You need to take a spiritual warfare in the class in Kingdom Academy, and you'll get the whole thing. But I'm going to give you just enough to fight this week. I'm going to give you enough to fight this week. So first, the why. We always got to go back to our why. Why are we at war? Why are we at war? I don't like to fight. So why uh, am I even fighting? Why are we at war? We're at war because we have an enemy. He started it. We was in Eden, minding our own business, just enjoying God. And here come the devil. Now, he started it up in heaven because he thought he was going to try to be God. He got beat up out of heaven. 
And what we, we, what we extrapolate from the Bible, we're not sure, but what we extrapolate from the Bible is he probably had authority here in the earth because the earth was already here. It was without form and void, and the darkness was on the face of the deep um, because it had been, we believe it had been destroyed in that little fight that they had in heaven. But for whatever reason, um, if this was his territory, it was given to us, and the devil don't like us, and so he started it. The reason we're in a war it's because the devil started it. He, we have an enemy. We're in a war because the enemy and God have opposite agendas. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. God's agenda is that we have life and that more abundantly. So their agendas are different. And that's what puts us in the war. That's, that's what's behind every war. We want to do this. You want to do that. And so you're willing to fight for what you want. We're willing to fight for what we want. So we're going to fight each other to see who gets what they want. That's what's behind every war. If you want to know when the United States gets in war, find the money. <laughs> I was looking, Tara, for example, evangelism examples to share today of how the early church shared the gospel and popped the question. I'm going all through Acts, try, trying to look for an example of them asking a question. But do you realize that most of the time in the New Testament, the apostles did not pop the question? They just laid out the gospel. And the sinner popped the question to them. Most of the time in the New Testament, the apostles did not pop the question to the sinner. They just laid out the gospel and the sinner popped the question themselves. Acts chapter 2, after they laid it out, he said, that Jesus, he said, therefore, all Israel, you better be assured of this. God made Jesus, whom you crucified, both the Lord and Messiah. It says when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart. Why were they cut to the heart? Because the Holy Ghost had showed up. And the Holy Ghost was going through the crowd, cutting hearts. The Holy Ghost was going through the crowd, saying, you know this is the truth. The Holy Ghost was going through the crowd, moving on people. The whole, they were in partnership with the Holy Ghost. And you got 3,000 people out here, and the Holy Ghost is just gripping through the crowd doing what he does setting the thing up and the Holy Ghost was cutting them to the heart and when they were cut to the heart he, they said to Peter and the apostles brothers what shall we do they popped the question I kept looking Acts 8 when the Ethiopian eunuch was reading the scriptures and God dropped the Holy Spirit dropped Philip and said, go to him. All Philip did was lay it out. And the Ethiopian eunuch said, well, here's some water. What should prevent me from being baptized? He popped the question. I ran over to Acts 16 with the Philippian jailer. And God came in at midnight. Paul and Silas was in jail. And they were... They were praying and they were praising and that jail began to shake and those and those uh, chains began to break off and all the doors popped open and that Philippian jailer was about to kill himself because he said they're going to escape and they're going to come get me. But I see that the power of God is on these people. So when he said, don't worry about it, man, we're not going to leave you hanging like that. This is a jailer that said, what must I do to be saved? He popped the question. Even with Jesus, I went backwards trying to find 
where the questions was popping, the rich young ruler came to Jesus and said, how can I attain eternal life? Jesus had laid it out to this to the disciples. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going to prepare a place for you. He's laying it out. And when I go and prepare a place for you, I'm going to come again and receive you to myself. And the way you did, where I'm going, you know. And the way you know. And then Thomas popped the question. God, we don't know where you're going, but how can we know the way? I kept looking. Even the thief on the cross. <laughs> Jesus said, okay, boys, this is your last chance. Who want to be saved? It's just what was going on. Laid out the information. The thief on the cross had the information. He didn't ask the question, but he might as well had. He just said, remember me. When you're coming to your kingdom. What he was saying is, I know you're the God, and I know you got a kingdom. Just remember me that I believe. And the, the thief popped the question. They had the information. They had the word. They had a testimony. They saw the power of God. They saw the love of God. And they popped their own question. So y'all lay out the information. Tell the gospel truth. Tell people the truth. I know it's not popular, but tell them the truth. Tell them who Jesus is. Tell them who he's been to you. Give your personal testimony or share with them Bible verses because the word of God has a power and anointing all of its own. You don't have to add nothing to it. Just lay out a Bible verse. Share Bible verses with it. Put it on your t-shirt. Put it on your hat. Have it sitting on your desk. Start with a, just a hello. Strike up a conversation. Get Jesus in there some kind of way. Or demonstrate love. Be the kindest person that they know. And then live the life before them. Let them see your good works and glorify the Father. Or display the power of God. If God give you a prophecy, prophesy. If he tell you to tell them something, tell them something. Give them a word of knowledge. Give them a word of wisdom. Or lay hands on folk and get them healed and work the miracle. Believe God for miracles. Pray for them. Intercede for them. Just get it all laid out before them and just be ready for them to pop the question. Have that prayer ready and have it memorized. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you died for me. Forgive me for everything I've done wrong. Come into my heart. I give you permission to change my life. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' name, amen. It's that simple. And for those of you who say, I can't remember all that, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Quit telling you can't remember stuff. That's the devil say, you can't remember all that. He lying. Yes, you can. You remember your social security number, your, your phone, your address? Yes, you can. If you know your address, you can know this. And just in case, we put it on a card for you. All you got to do is look at it every day. Remember, remember one line at a time. The first line is Lord Jesus. I believe you can remember two lines right now. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. And remember, 
that this is a three-way street. This is a three-way street. The Holy Spirit is working with you. Just like in Acts chapter 2, it says they were cut to the heart. That's conviction. That's the Holy Spirit working with you. Check out Acts 10. In Acts 10, Cornelius was the first Gentile that got saved. While Peter was laying it out, while he was telling them the good news of salvation, they believed it in their hearts because the Holy Spirit was working on them. And the Holy Spirit didn't even wait for a question. Peter didn't pop the question to them. They didn't pop the question to Peter. The Holy Spirit didn't even wait for a question. The Bible says he fell on them right there and their salvation was complete. Then Peter popped the question after the fact. He said, can we withhold them from being baptized since they've already received the Holy Spirit? Just like us. This is not hard. It's not as hard and as scary as it seems. And so what if it is? Do it afraid. And remember that this is not a two-way street. This is a three-way street. There's a street you can't even see. There's a pathway that you can't even see. The Holy Spirit is arranging the meeting. It's setting the agenda. It's working on their heart. He's leaning on their spirit. Just like I was leaning on him. He's leaning on their spirit. The Holy Spirit is ready and he's willing to bring them in and seal the deal. So all you got to do is pop the question. Y'all, it's a matter of life and death. I'm asking you all to partner with Jesus to get out there and save the family. Please don't let them be lost because you're scared. Don't let them be lost because the devil keeps telling you you don't know how to do this. It's that simple. Don't let the folk be lost because you won't ask the question. Pop the question. Pop the question. So we're in a a just one challenge. We're going for 100 souls a year. And then some. We got up to 68, 65 last year. We're up to five this year. I got two this weekend. I've been, uh, I've been in Reno all week sitting at the bedside of one of my friends. And you all hear me talk about uh, my godson, Lamar, and I've, I've had on a prayer list to save Lamar. And, and my godson, this is his mother. And so I'm sitting up to, next to him in the hospital every day this week. Uh, and then he and his cousin came and I struck up the conversation. Uh, I told him about the Just One Challenge. Leaned on him a little bit. But I've been waiting for the opportunity. And, and, and said this, but they both said the prayer. They believed. They just hadn't made the commitment to be saved. They both pray every day, just hadn't made the commitment to be saved. And at this point, they in their 40s now, like what else y'all got to do? You've done everything that you need to do. And, and his cousin said, and some stuff I didn't need to do. And said the prayer. Now, God got to do the rest. God have to change them on the inside. I said, God, I don't know if you know they really made that commitment. And, and, and he said, I will honor it. I'm going to honor the words that you said. 
and I leave the rest to him. So that took us to seven. We, we're going for 100 this year. Who I'm going to pray for today is those of you who do this. We have, we have these two pieces of information. This one says, this one has everything that you need to do on the back of it. It says, pray for a divine meeting with somebody that you can talk to Jesus with. Because, again, the Holy Ghost is already working on them. Share your personal testimony with them. Ask, or any of the stuff I talked about today, ask them if they'd like to be saved. Or if they don't know that word, ask them if they'd like to accept Jesus into their heart. They don't have to understand it all because the Holy Ghost is working on them. Take them through the sinner's prayer. It's on here if you just have to have it with you and read it. Y'all can memorize this, though. Y'all already got the first two lines. What are the first two lines? See how good you can do that? You can invite them to your community group or somebody else's community group. Say you'll meet them there. Even if it's on Zoom, you'll meet them there. Get as much contact information as you can. We want to mail them that book, Salvation 101, that explains to them what's, what else is going to happen and what they need to do. It's very, very simple. I put it so that I wrote it so that people who were not church people could understand it. Um, and then uh, all I need you to do is when you do that, if you don't get nothing but their phone number and their name, go to newantioch.org, push the Just One Challenge, and there's something in there that says to add to um, uh, add to the just one. Um, it's in yellow. All you just want to, it's in, it's in yellow. You push that, and it'll it'll come up, and where you can put their name in and their phone number, so we can keep track. It's really that simple. If you go to newantioch.org right now, go to the just one challenge. And just go through and you'll see where you, where you can put in their name. This is all we're asking you to do. Um, on the, you can give them this card. No, this card is for them. Or you can scan this card and it'll pop up to just one challenge and you can put their name in there. Then you can just give them this card. If you give them this card, it says you made the best choice in your life that is to be saved. Jesus loves you and so do I. If you want more information, if you're looking for worship service, if you want to connect with other believers, just scan. They just scan it with their phone and it'll come up and they can get connected to us. It's that simple. I believe that there's some of you that are called to evangelism. That this is what you do. And I want to pray for you today for sure. But I also want to pray for anybody that says, God, I can do that. Not God, I can't. God, I'll do that. I will. I'm going to help this church get those hundred souls because all he wants us to do is get his kids out. Just got to think of it as a burning house, and this house is going to burn down. And the only thing you need to do, the firemen, when they know they can't save the house, they just get the people out. Y'all, we can't save this house. This, this earth is going to be destroyed. It's not going to last forever. The only thing we can do is to get God's people out. He's partnering with us. I don't know why he chose to do it that way, but he wants to, we're in relationship with him. He just wants us to be in on it. I need y'all to help me get my kids out. 
And some of them just need that change in their life. They need to be able to live this good life y'all live. Y'all looking good. Hair done, nails done, drove here today. Y'all looking real good, looking plump. God's been, don't you want somebody else to have this good life? Y'all, this is a good life. This is a good life. I want to share it with somebody that needs a good life. And there are people that are doing as well as you're doing, but they have no purpose. They have no joy. They have no peace. Yes, they're living in a five-bedroom house, but they're getting beat up every day. Yes, they're driving a Mercedes. They might be driving a Bentley and have no peace in it whatsoever. Have no purpose. Don't know why they're here. Don't you want them to have this life? Somebody that you love right now and you have not popped a question. Don't you want them to have this life? You all that are listening, this is a great life. If you're in here right here today. And you haven't come all the way over into this life. This is a great life. I love it. Every time some God do, God do something real good for us, my daughter starts singing, who wouldn't serve a God like this? I just get happy every time. Because who wouldn't serve a God like this? But we have to introduce him to them. So if you're listening on live stream right now, if you are listening if you're here in the building, I want to invite you. I'm popping the question. Will you accept him? Do you believe this? Holy Spirit is moving on you right now. So say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you died for me. Forgive me for everything I've done wrong. Come into my heart. I give you permission to change my life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer and you meant it, especially if you prayed it for the first time or you're rededicating your life today and getting right with God, just raise your hand where you are. Anybody in the middle? Amen. God bless you. Amen. 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 God bless you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Amen. I'm going to have them come to you. They may have you and they just get your information and get you hooked up. You've been coming, brother. We're so glad to have you. Love you. And you're just excited about your rededication or your dedication. Amen. Amen. God bless you, young man. We're excited about you. If you are online and you have done that, even if you're not listening live, even if you get this a little bit later, just put in the comment section, I prayed the prayer. And I came to Jesus today. I prayed the prayer. I believe it. I want to be connected. I want to have that book. We want to give you that book. So put it in the comment section right now. If it's a little later, you can always go to newantioch.org and go to the connect button and get connected with this church. I would love to be your pastor. We would love to be your church family. Amen. Wouldn't we love to be their church family? Amen. Welcome to the best transformation, the greatest transformation of your life. Heaven is rejoicing every time there's just one. 
Let me hear y'all say that. Heaven is rejoicing every time there is. Heaven is rejoicing every time there's just one. Hallelujah. So we are rejoicing with them. So those of you that will commit to this. God, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, put a conviction in their heart to do this work, to get your children out. God, we ask you this week, even today, to set up divine appointments, to set up divine meetings. Move by your spirit, Holy Spirit. God, New Antioch says yes. New Antioch says yes. New Antioch says yes. Open the doors for us to reach them. Open the doors for us to see them. Fill this place up. Pull them out of that sin river. In the mighty name of Jesus. Help us. And we say yes. Moving this congregation. Go up and down these aisles. God, somebody has a need. God, somebody has a fear. God, somebody needs a miracle. And we've already addressed that, God. So we ask you right now to give them the faith to believe. God, even in the food bank, God, as they come through, make salvation. Let there be that salvation rush through that place. In the name of Jesus, God, let them begin to stop for prayer and don't even know why they're stopping for prayer. And God, make our prayer team ready, ready to pop the questions. In the mighty name of Jesus, we say yes. We say yes. We say yes. Let me encourage some of you that this is just hard for. Trust me, I get it. You would not believe how shy I really am. And it's hard for me, but I have to do it afraid. And since we started just one, this is my third one. And, and I'm, I'm leading out. I'm believing in this. We're going to push this. You'll hear about it over and over and over again. Because this is what God is calling us to do. God can do something so new in you. That you'll be surprised of, of yourself. The Holy Spirit is working with you. So I want to encourage you for that this morning. Amen. We pray that you've enjoyed our service today. That is our service for today. And we thank God for all of you that are here. On tonight, we would love to invite you out. We will be back here. We haven't had a Sunday night service in, I don't even know how long. We had a Sunday night service in years, I guess. Um, But FICAM, our Fellowship of Independent Churches and Ministries, there are 11 churches in our fellowship, and we usually come together every other month, and we are back. FICAM is back. The fellowship is back. We'll be here tonight at 6 p.m. The other churches are bringing their praise teams, and they're bringing uh, uh, speakers uh, on tonight, so you'll hear a little bit from each of our churches, services, each of our churches, just to be excited about being back together and being able to be here. We will be in mass tonight, so we are inviting. Especially, I'd like to see the leadership of our church. Please come back tonight, uh, and let's celebrate 
our fellowship being back together again. Um, Harvest Bible Fellowship, I might miss some of them, but Harvest Bible Fellowship, uh, Faith Foundation, Foundation Christian Center, there they are. Um, we might even have a representative from our church we just planted in Belize. That's that um, Agape International Ministries, the Power Center, uh, Transform for Destiny, No Greater Love, uh, Equipped, um, and then all of the uh, New Antioch. Uh, Central, uh, we're going to be hosting tonight, uh, but we have representative New Antioch Aliante and New Antioch Sunrise, also known as Sunrise Christian Fellowship, which we kicked off um, this month. Uh, so come on back tonight. Don't forget we are in our rally, our 2022 rally. We are giving the year $2,022 dollars of you that can. Those of you that are going to just do half of that, $1,011, do half of that. Pledge that to our, our rally that we do every year. It covers our budget for the year. Maybe you can just do $220. Maybe you can, all of your young people, make them give that $20.22. Everybody under 18, really, the 18-year-olds, the, the teenagers can be given that $200. They spend most of that at, at Starbucks and McDonald's. Uh, uh, but give your kids something to give. We have to the end of April, and we are looking to uh, raise $40,000. I don't know if they have on there where we're at. We're at... Ooh, look at that. We're at $16,740. So come on, let's make that up. Let's get that up. And it is uh, supplying our budget for the year. Yes, and that's above your tithes and offering, by the way. That's above your, with your tithes and offering, it gets us through the year, but we're trying to get uh, over that. And so remember your rally. It's over at the end of April. We do have uh, some new trustees. What we decided to do, those of you that that uh, consented to serve, all the trustees that were there have been reelected, and uh, we had so many people voted for the new ones, and they were such good candidates. I needed all of them. I needed everything that they had to offer, and so our our church constitution um, provides that we can go up to nine trustees. And so we're going to go up to nine trustees. So our new trustees are uh, Minister Randy Brooks, Brother Isaac Brown, and Servant Leader Monique Daniels. And then the rest of the board, those are our new trustees. So welcome to that. And our Sunrise Campus, I don't know if they have that video. We do have a video. It is online for our Sunrise Campus. It's officially open. It's open as, as a complete online church right now. Uh, but pray for those 100 families. Our goal is to have 100 families. And by the time that church is built, we'll already have a, a congregation ready to go in that church. And you can still give to our Sunrise Mountain Project. Amen. God bless you all. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this service. New members. No, I'm sorry. New members, um, you can join today. Our growth track starts today. Um, in about 29 minutes, but if everybody's here early, we can start early since we're getting out of church on time. Um, and I'm going to meet with you today. 
If you're interested in our church at all and say, well, I'm not sure I want to join, come and stay, stay with us today. It's for about an hour, and I'm going to tell you all about our church, what we believe, what, what we expect of new members. Uh, and so that is today. We're meeting, and we're still in, in this room uh, where you see it says uh, Community Achievement Center, that, where that sign is, also known as the Mac. No. Oh, we're going all the way in the back. We'll be in the multi-purpose room. We will be in the multi-purpose room all the way in the back. So just hang out and you can hear all about New Antioch. And those of you who have been waiting to join, today is the day. And um, the, you start with one-on-one and I'm teaching that class today. Amen. Now all my eyes clear. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you, praise you, and magnify your name. We lift you up and we thank you, God. We ask you to give us those divine connections today. Give us what you need us to do today. Send us out into this week. Send us out, God, to win souls. God, send us out to see miracles. Seal the word that they have heard today. Thank Change you for tuning in today. Hope this message really you reached you. If you'd like to know more about our campuses, you can visit our central campus at newantioch.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dot org. Or for our Aliante campus, you can visit us at newantioch-aliante.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dash A-L-I-A-N-T-E. If you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by texting New Antioch to 77977 for Aliante campus. For Central Campus, it's New Antioch Central at 77977.